Remember, remember, the 5th of November, gunpowder, treason, and plot. We see no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Guy Fox, Guy Fox, twas his intent, to blow up King and Parliament. Three score barrels were laid below, to prove old England's overthrow. By God's mercy he was catched, with a darkened lantern and burning match. So holler boys, holler boys, let the bells ring. Holler boys, holler boys, God save the king. Welcome to the Rebel at Large Adventure Podcast. I'm Drifter. And I'm Gypsy. Talking about ghost towns, graveyards, outlaws, heroes, and ladies of the night. Howdy folks, thanks for joining us for a little bonus episode today as we tell you a bit about the English holiday Bonfire Night, also known as Guy Fawkes Day. It was a cold night on the 5th of November, 1605. There they were in a rented house near the Houses of Parliament. 13 Roman Catholic revolutionaries, led by one Robert Catsby, were in position to blow the king, his ministers, and a pile of nobles into the next life. Why were they so mad? Well, for 45 years they endured persecution of their faith under Queen Elizabeth I. The Pope had excommunicated her a while back, and that didn't really sit too well with her. So after her 45-year-long fit, or during which, anyway, she executed dozens of priests, made it illegal to celebrate Mass, or even get married according to their own faith. Wow. So when the torch was passed to King James I, they had hoped things would be a little bit better for him. James's wife was even thought to have been a Catholic. Alas, it was no better. James publicly put down Catholicism, regarding it as a superstition. Then he insisted all Catholic priests get out of England and started fining folks for not attending Protestant services. So fed up by this, the rebels reckoned about 65 barrels of gunpowder might make the change they were hoping for. So the 65 barrels of gunpowder is about 2.5 tons of gunpowder. That's a a lot of gunpowder. That'll make a dent in the building, I'm sure. (laughs) Probably would have blown up the whole city block. Likely. I'm pretty sure Parliament was about a city block. I don't know. Oh, okay. So Fox, going by the name Guido now, took a gig becoming the caretaker of the Parliament cellars, using the name John Johnson. (laughs) An odd name for that time frame, when you have a name like Guy and Guido. And then basic John Johnson. John Johnson. (laughs) So, much to their chagrin, someone sent an anonymous letter to one of the lords suggesting that maybe he call in sick to work that day. So this raised some suspicion. And a search of the premises began. Um, I'm certain they took the bomb threat seriously, bringing out all the king's horses and all the king's men with their bomb-sniffing hounds. <laughs> uh, the party eventually whittled their way down to the cellars, and wouldn't you know it, they found a guy. Guy Fox, that is. <laughs> <laughs> the plan would have been for Guy to put fire to fuse, jump in a boat crossing the river Thames, while his peeps raise hell in English Midland, kidnapping Elizabeth, the daughter of James, during the confusion, making her a puppet queen, 
uh, then get her hitched to a Catholic, thus making the whole monarchy Catholic again. So they had this very planned out um, plan. <laughs> so yeah, these five guys, the original five conspirators, uh, sat together in a place called the Duck and Drake Inn. I think it was a bar attached to a hotel type mm-hmm. of thing. Kind of a fun little name. Yeah. <laughs> so Guy Guido Fox was born April 13th, 1570. So they believe. That was a Monday, so it wouldn't have been Friday the 13th. That's too bad. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> um, they didn't have a birth record for him, but they had a baptismal record, and that would have been April 16th, and it's common back then that you were baptized three days after birth. Oh, okay. So that's what they're going off of. Nothing solidly confirming, but it's believed to have been April 13th. Mm-hmm. So he was born in York, England, to Edward and Edith Fox. When Guy was eight years old, old man Edward passed away, leaving the young lad with his mum. Mum Edith remarried to a recusant Catholic. A recusant is basically that they were rebelliously sticking with Catholicism when the law of the land was Protestant. So he started out as in a young age, already kind of being rebellious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was raised with these morals that he dug. and mm-hmm. you know, So Guy thought that being Catholic seemed all right and got himself baptized. And so he was delved right into it all. Yeah. So he then took off to the mainland and joined the armed forces. He served a 10-year tour in the 80 Years' War, fighting for Catholic Spain against the Protestant Dutch. During this time, he had trained and became an explosives expert. It would have been a very curious thing nowadays, an explosives expert compared to back then is totally different. (laughs) Everything would have just been gunpowder, how much gunpowder will cause how big of a situation, I suppose, and how much fuse you need to get away from it, you know, if you're planning something. That's your expertise. Yeah, but now, like, building a bomb is, like, super intricate and everything, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, totally different field (laughs) nowadays. But it was this expertise that earned him the honor of being the one sent to light the fuse. So this also made him the one who was caught. Off to the Tower of London, he was sent. Being caught in a conspiracy against the king is not going to go over very well. Not likely. Uh, Medieval torture methods were not something to look forward to. I don't know a lot about them, but... From what I do know, none of it sounds enjoyable. Not pleasant at all. (laughs) The Morbid, the podcast, those gals have an episode about medieval torture methods, which is pretty interesting if you want to go back and find them. Yeah, and know more about it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, The king was said to have been impressed with Guy's um, constitution and offered his torture to start light with the option of gaining intensity um, if necessary. So... Yeah, starting off light meant <laughs> he was shackled, basically, and not necessarily, you know, strapped up to a board or anything at that point. They may have done waterboarding or head dunking, that sort of a thing, to start off light. And then it would have gone over to a rack where he's strapped down backwards, basically bent over. I don't know what they would have used. It all would have been made out of wood. But mm-hmm. Would have gotten pretty intense pretty quick, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I I believe that. <laughs> Uh, After a few days of said interrogation, Guy Sang and several of his party were captured. Four of the men evaded capture by shooting it out with English troops and getting killed while doing so. I'm sure they probably were thankful they were killed in a shootout rather than going and getting tortured, huh? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that would be preferable. (laughs) Um, It was said by the time of his confession, he was barely able to make his mark, suggesting that 
his time was not pleasant while being tortured. <laughs> Don't imagine so. So the trial for Fox and his remaining cohorts began on January 27th, 1606. So the lords were kind enough to have a special custom scaffold built to display them for this special occasion. How nice of them. I know. The jury found all the conspirators guilty of high treason. The court was advised that each of the men would be drawn by horse from the tower to their death with their heads low to the ground. This, I believe they would have suspended them basically between two horses kind of floating. Yeah. Tied on each end to okay. a rope. And, and you yeah. can't keep them at the same distance. One horse is probably going to walk faster than another, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine. The idea of their head being low to the ground was that they were not, they were going to their death basically with their head in between heaven and hell because they deserved neither at this point. That oh, was their, wow. <laughs> their idea. Purgatory so, or whatever, is that what they call that? Yeah, living purgatory, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. So in this, their no-no squares were to be cut off and burnt before their eyes. Ugh. Yeah, gross. Their innards turned outwards and their hearts removed. Wow. So that's kind of, you're dead by that point in time, but <laughs> yeah. totally tortured. That's yeah. horrible. Uh, after this light sentence was served, their heads were to be removed and the dismembered parts of their bodies sent about the realm on display and made food for the birds. <laughs> that's horrible. On January 31st, Guy and three of the other guys were dragged by horses from the tower to the old palace yard at Westminster, opposite of the building they were intending to bring down. His pals were duly hanged, then quartered. Mr. Fox was the last one to meet his maker. He was in a pretty weakened condition, and the hangman was actually kind enough to help him up the ladder to the noose. What a guy. Yeah. What a guy to guy. What a swell guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, guy, after watching the previous three executions, decided the ceremony wasn't that interesting to him. He took a quick step forward and met the end of the rope, as well as life with a quick snap. <laughs> Uh, Parliament wasn't satisfied at this ending. They still followed custom quartering his corpse and sending parts to the four corners of the kingdom to warn other potential ne'er-do-wells. So on the night of the failed assassination attempt, Londoners were encouraged to light bonfires in celebration of the king's survival. Parliament then designated the 5th of November as a joyful day of deliverance. The holidays changed a little bit over time. Fireworks started to accompany the bonfires in the 1650s. Then in 1673, the burning of effigies began to be included. The effigy varies, yet is most commonly one of Fox, made by the kids, typically out of old clothes, newspapers, and a mask. Hmm. And they would go around back in the days, and there was a saying, penny for the guy, so raising money either to buy a mask or materials or... Money in general, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Just to make the little um, thing to burn, huh? Mm-hmm. The little effigy. Yeah. Um, we now know the reason for the holiday, though mm -hmm. Guy Fox wasn't the leader of the revolution. Him being the one caught in the act made him the most famous. Uh, his face remains today as the Guy Fox mask, the 1980 graphic novel V for Vendetta, Followed by the 2005 movie, gave the public a rebel wearing a Guy Fox mask fighting against a fascist British government. Our anti hero 
has now become a revolutionary hero. He and his cronies Mm -hmm. (laughs) were now the only ones, were not the only ones with such a grand scheme. There were several failed attempts on the Queen before James, and even earlier in the same year as the gunpowder plot, there was an attempt on James known as the main plot. To those of previous attempts and folks believing that their way was not wrong, were certain the traitor Fox was indeed a hero. Well, there you have it, folks. The very reason why one would remember the 5th of November. As many generations would resurrect Guy Fox to suit their needs, we will do the same and raise a drink to the rebel Guy Fox. Cheers. Salut. <laughs> All right. Well, normally we have dad jokes with Gypsy <laughs> about this point in time. But I did a little in my research, found a couple jokes for Bonfire Night we're going to relay to you. So they're kind of fun. A yeah. little, little old timey jokes. So the first one that we found that I liked was the last person to enter Parliament with honest intentions was Guy Fox. On 5th November, 1605. (laughs) (laughs) I think we can all relate to something in our situations as well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the one that I liked was a policeman arrested two kids on bonfire night. One for drinking battery acid. The other was eating fireworks. He charged one and let the other one off. (laughs) (laughs) I... I read this joke like four times prior to right now, and I just put the whole thing together. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got the part where he said, and he let the other one off. But yeah, I, I just now understood he charged one because <laughs> of the battery acid. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> well, I'm glad it finally came to you. <laughs> wow. So the last one I found is not as related, but it says, I walked past a burnt out building with a broken sign saying fireworks, how right they were. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. Well, we hope you've enjoyed our little bonus episode. We'd love to hear what you think. And you can let us know by following us on Instagram. At Rebel at Large. If you visit rebelatlarge.com, you can hit us up through other social media deals or shoot us an email. Uh, We hope everybody had a wonderful Halloween and happy 5th of November as well. See you here probably in the next week or so. We have uh, next episode would be coming out on November 11th. Okay. We have a a nice Veterans, uh, Veterans Day episode coming up for you. Yeah. So thanks again for joining us, folks. Until next time. Safe travels. We'll see y'all down the road.